0: It must be the side. Thank you,
1: Solo D. Right Welcome side. to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Also check out our merch store on the It is opening weekend of the NFL. The Miami Dolphins play the Baltimore Ravens at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. It's got a little bit of a different feel to it this year as we'll get into here in a couple of minutes it looks like at the beginning of this the Baltimore Ravens at the time we're recording this show they're favored by seven points the over and under is 37 the weather is expected to be in the high in the high 80s in this game not a lot of injuries on either side even though the Dolphins look like the roster is a little bit depleted by injuries but um, the Ravens lost Tavon Young for the year to injured reserve. That that's a pretty big loss for them. He's one of the better nickelbacks in, in the league. That could factor into this matchup. For the Dolphins at the time of this recording, Trent Harris is the only one who looks like he probably won't play in this game. But that shouldn't make a very big impact. But Harris could be a little bit more of a factor here as we go down the season. So Paul, like I said, it's got a little bit of a different feel to it. I mean this is very clearly a rebuilding year for the Dolphins. People call want to call it tank. You know, I think based on the personnel right now, that's pretty accurate. What are you expecting? What is your mindset here heading into this game for the Dolphins? Uh, That might be a little bit different than previous years.
2: Honestly, call me a little drunk, but I I haven't had one. And I I promise you that when I say it, Um, I was looking up and down the roster and provided that Miami's offensive line can just kind of get in the way and that that's all I'm asking them to do is just kind of get in the way because let's face it Jesse Davis possibly being left tackle Julian Davenport possibly being right tackle whatever mess they settle on in the middle uh, around Kilgore it's we're we're under no impression here that the offensive line is is going to produce much for the Pro Bowl Uh, but Miami has the skill position players and I just don't feel like Baltimore's defense is what it once was. And you look at it, you look at the the injury to Tavon, and I think Miami can put up some points in this game because of the talent they have at the skill position and it's not any one guy. It's they've got a lot of talent at wide receiver, they've got a deep running back stable and Fitzpatrick typically comes out and lights the world on fire for three or four games in the regular season before becoming one of the worst in the NFL. So realistically, if they can keep Ryan Fitzpatrick alive and open some semblance of a hole, Miami really does have a realistic chance of winning this game, especially if the national pundits are only favoring the Ravens by seven based on how they all feel about the dolphins going into the season.
1: Yeah, on offense, the big thing that the Dolphins might have going for them that could end up making a difference in this game if they can keep it close is that they have some speedsters in Jakeem Grant and Kenyon Drake that can break one at any time, as well as Albert Wilson. You know, And I think offensively, the Ravens don't quite have that. Now, they've got an electric quarterback that we'll get to in a bit, but offensively, if they can come out from the beginning – and establish the run and have that that poor offensive line blocking downhill a little bit more that could make the difference because that's what we haven't seen in previous years is that the Dolphins would come out so often and go five wide on three or four plays in the opening drive instead of trying to establish the run and so I I think that's going to be a big factor here if you can get the running game going early at least with moderate success, you're going to take a little more of that pressure off the offensive line.
2: Well, and on top of that, getting back to Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, and even Preston Williams and a few others, Miami's also built to do that quick hit passing game that hit them at the line of scrimmage and let them get the yards after the catch. Kind of what made Brett Favre break a few records at the end of his career when he was throwing to a bunch of glorified punt returners. And, You look at that, and that kind of mitigates some of the offensive line problems because you can immediately see Fitzpatrick in a lot of scenarios take that quick three-step drop and dump it right off. And that's a scenario where Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson, can make some special things happen. Mike Gasicki, if he just throws a little lob over a linebacker, Mike Gasicki should never lose a jump ball in his life. So there, realistically, is a possibility that this offense can still continue to move the ball, even without the best blockers in the world.
1: I think what's really important in this is that Fitzpatrick doesn't start getting that real gunslinger mentality, but that's kind of who he is, too. I mean, the Dolphins are playing one of the best secondaries in the league heading into this matchup. I mean, you look at last year with the Ravens. Defensively, they were first in the NFL in total defense, fifth against the run, fifth against the pass. But they did lose a lot in the offseason too. They lost both pass rushers, Terrell Suggs and Zadarius Smith. They lost inside linebacker, CJ Mosley, to the Jets. Their defensive line has not been once what it once was. They still have they still have Michael Pierce, who's had some weight problems in the offseason. They uh also have Brandon Williams, who's getting up there a little bit, but a very stout front wall. So I, I don't see the Dolphins having down to down Success running the football, but if they can stick with it, maybe then Kenyon Drake can bust it for a thirty or forty-yard or 40 run. I think that's kind of what we should expect, or at least hope for this season. But I, I do think, and I want to make it very clear, I think personnel-wise, the Dolphins are outmatched in this. I mean, let's face it; they yes, they've got some speed and they've got some youth at running back and wide receiver, but they are also going up against. Still at least a top 10 defense in this league.
2: Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's a defense that I'm, I'm not even sold on top 10. I'd say top 15. I think given their losses, yeah, Miami might struggle to run up the middle at times in this one. But given the speed that they have, I think they should be able to bump a little bit to the outside, especially if those linebackers are having to stay home because Miami starts pumping, dumping it over the middle to to the little speedsters. So, I mean, there is the possibility of an effective game plan to mitigate the, the skills and the talents that the Ravens have on defense based on the skills that Miami has at, at the skill positions on offense. That's a lot of the word skill, but I'll take it.
1: And, and speaking of the skill positions, a big matchup is going to be inside the slot where We'll, we'll see who takes the most of the snaps there, but I would think you're, you're going to see a lot of Jakeem Grant and Devontae Parker on the outside with Albert Wilson in the slot in these three wide receiver looks. Could end up being a very good matchup there for the Dolphins because they did lose Tavon Young, their nickelback for the year. Uh, Alex Bente, we have a, a different segment where we break down the Ravens roster and it could be Cyrus Jones going up against Albert Wilson. At least that's what Alex thinks. Or we could also see some Anthony Everett. We could also see possibly Brandon Carr playing in that, in that slot role. So that that's one where if the dolphins are going to get a quick hitter, that might might be the avenue for them to go down in the passing game, because they're going to need those quick hitters because I, I, I don't see them meticulously going Driving down the field against this Ravens defense.
2: No, and it, one thing I would definitely watch in this one is Nick O'Leary and Mike Kasicki. If Mike Kasicki can build off that little bit he had in the preseason this year, and just cause a, a few matchup problems, you've got Nick O'Leary who can sneak out and, and really get a, a what shouldn't be a good run after the catch, but he ends up always looking big and slow, but getting to an open area and and getting downfield and and turning the chains over. So, you know, the tight ends could be a huge factor in this one, especially if they're worried about Drake, especially if they're worried about those pump and dumps, if they're able to get a few off early.
1: And when I take a look at what the Dolphins are are bringing over from the Patriots with Chad O'Shea and with Brian Flores, I, I think a big thing to keep in mind is, the tight ends and the running backs are probably going to stay into block. They're probably going to chip a lot and they're going to have those late developing patterns where they're going to be blocking for a little bit and then they're going to go out into the flat for a shorter pass. That's something we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot in previous years, but it's something the Patriots really did a lot in not only the last couple of years, but for the last 20 years. And when you take a look at the dolphins and how they've developed the roster, they've got, they're carrying five running backs. They're carrying a fullback. They're carrying three tight ends, so they're making sure that they stay stacked uh, at, at those positions with blockers and with pass catchers, too. So let's move on to the defensive side of the ball, Paul. This is obviously the big star in this contest is on the Ravens side with Lamar Jackson, who played fantastic last year for a rookie. did struggle in the chargers playoff game where there's a lot of off season talk about whether or not he got exposed in that game. I'm not, I'm certainly not willing to go that far. You know, this is a talented kid and last year, the Ravens on offense, they were ninth in total offense, second in rushing 22nd in passing. And, you know, to me, Paul, when I look at this matchup, the big thing is that they can't, they have to stay disciplined against Lamar Jackson because it, you can't have a scenario where he's running, picking up 10 15 yard chunk plays on the ground. Cause then you're making it easy for him. But I also don't think that the dolphins defense needs to be sending the house either. Cause if that happens, you could very easily see Lamar Jackson recognize that just chuck it over the top. And now you got a 50 yard gain
2: completely. I mean, Lamar Jackson's one of those quarterbacks. You have to have somebody spying him on every play a speedy linebacker like say a Jerome Baker uh, needs Mm -hmm. to be eyes in the backfield with half his assignment being just shadow Lamar Jackson sideline to sideline if you have to Um, and you look at that you look at the the three safety look Miami's going to deploy probably quite a bit and you might be able to spy a little bit with one of those safeties at times as well so I think Brian Flores probably has something up his sleeve, given, given the, the roster that he has and the way that they have speed on defense, finally. And it, the only thing that worries me is Miami's pass rush versus Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to pretend Charles Harris is a world beater, even though he looked a little bit better in the preseason. I'm not going to pretend whoever ends up lining up across from him occasionally is a world beater. Uh, Christian Wilkins, Davin Gotchow. They have to stay disciplined in the middle of that defensive line against a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. They can't be trying to pick a side and leaving a gaping hole for him to run out of the backfield on because he will take yeah, that Yeah, Charles
1: Harris is going to go up against Ron Lee, Ronnie Stanley in this game, so a very big test for him right out of the gate. Stanley's one of the best left tackles in the league. So let's assume that Stanley wins that matchup there. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough to – get pressure on Lamar Jackson without sending one or two people to him on every down. And I hope the dolphins don't do that. My hope in this is that you see somebody like you mentioned there, Paul, that that is spying Lamar Jackson play in and play out. And I hope that guy is Sam McGuivion actually, because this is a kid that has looked phenomenal in preseason. Also, Six foot, 226 pounds, brings a lot of speed. I, don't, I think Lamar Jackson can still probably outrun him, but I think Aguavion could be competitive with him. And if that's the case, now you can use Jerome Baker a lot more creatively. So it, it's going to be a chess match between Brian Flores and Patrick Graham and Lamar Jackson in this matchup, because one thing I think the Dolphins possibly have going for him too, is if they can creatively diversify, I'm not sure if I should use those words right in a row, but they can get creative in mixing things up along the defensive front with the looks that they give. That could confuse a young quarterback like Lamar Jackson who doesn't who isn't as successful as a thrower yet.
2: Yeah, no, I think Brian Flores at at the very least is going to have some defensive schemes. And I hate to discount Patrick Graham, but let's face it. Brian Flores was the architect of the Patriots defense in the playoffs last year. Brian Flores is going to have a hand in that defense. If not, he's doing himself a disservice as a head coach. And I don't think that he's that guy, but I think there's going to be some deceptive things that are going to be a struggle at times for a young quarterback to identify. And I think he's going to mix and match his coverages and cause some confusion. And let's not discount Xavier Howard. You've got a young, cocky quarterback who does back it up. But I can see scenarios where he is going to try to challenge Xavier Howard, which is the wrong way to go about playing a, as a young quarterback. I think there's some possibility that Xavier Howard could come away with one or two before he learns his lesson. So, see, I don't
1: know about that it, I see, I don't know about that because – See, I don't know about that because – Lamar Jackson, one thing he is in the passing game is he knows what he can and can't do from what I, I've, I've seen of him last year. I, I don't think he's he's kind of that brash rookie or second-year player that tries to test defensive backs a lot. But that could actually work out for the, to the Dolphins' favor because if this is a game where the Dolphins, let's say they get the ball first and they go up 7-0, not saying they will, but let's say they do, then – You've got Lamar Jackson playing from behind against that Miami Dolphins deep secondary. That is also the strength of their team too. And when you look at the Ravens wide receivers, you've got Willie Sneed and Seth Roberts starting the game at the boundary out there. That right off the bat is a matchup that the Dolph, that favors the Dolphins with Xavier Howard and with Eric Rowe.
2: It is. And, you know, even not being that brash rookie, it's, he still has a lot of confidence in himself and, you know, you, you don't have to challenge Xavier Howard very many times for him to come away with a couple. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I'm hoping that that secondary can manufacture a pass rush out, out of nothing because we all know there's not a great pass rush. And as you pointed out, Charles Harris is going to be up against Ronnie Stanley. So if they're able to man, to manufacture the pass rush with good coverage, maybe they can put Lamar Jackson down a few times or get him a case of the yips, in which case all kinds of fun things can happen here.
1: Yeah. I think the key here in this matchup is force Lamar Jackson to earn every single yard, drive a long field, drive 70 to 75 yards. Don't give him something that that's easy. So looking at this game, you know, it, look, cause let's, let's face it. Th- this is a game that, you know, we're we're not as excited about the team heading into this season. But the one thing the Dolphins do have going for them though is you just they, they the pressure could be so off in a game like this that you just kinda come out and play a little bit more carefree. I still think at the end of the day though, the Ravens have significantly more talent. I see them winning this game. I'm gonna go with a score of twenty three to thirteen on opening weekend.
2: I'm gonna go with 21-13 Miami, for this one. And at me all you want, listeners. At me all you want. You
1: no, know, I I tell you what, I don't even know how I'd feel about that if that were the case. At First, I'd be shocked, and secondly,
2: you'd be excited. I, don't don't pretend you'd be excited.
1: I probably would be, and I and I and I feel guilty about being excited because. Uh, Gosh. Yeah. I, I would. I, if we, if with Ryan Fitzpatrick and this offensive line, the dolphins end up winning, I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're now what, where do we go from here? But yeah, I would end up being excited. We go so, to win number we'll two from, from there. Here.
2: We, we go home and beat the Patriots. That's where.
1: Oh God. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. Well, Paul's clear Completely
2: me, derailed but, you, uh, didn't I? Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> I, it's Nonsense. Uh so let's uh, but hey look, look you know the the, the key is the, the hope here is that the dolphins keep this a low scoring game and it's ten, it's this is a 10 to 10 type of game here at the beginning of the fourth quarter end of the third quarter then maybe the dolphins end up pulling pulling one out there at the end cuz I don't think the ravens have a whole heck of a lot of firepower you know they're they're hoping with mark ingram at running back and jackson at quarterback they're able to convincingly run the ball down the Dolphins throat that's their best chance there on the offensive side of the ball that will do it for our breakdown of the Ravens Dolphins matchup heading into week one of the NFL season you can follow Paul and I on Facebook Twitter Spreaker iTunes YouTube and iHeartRadio and if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side it is on the Fin side Solo D take us
0: home it ain't the left side or the right side and it must be the fifth side. side It ain't the left the side Or the right, the right side And it must be the fifth side Listen, Dolphins fans across the land All tuning in To see what Brian, Cat and Paul about to do again same big money on your outdoor project Now at Menards We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment Running smooth So you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape